The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated and thank you for coming today. Um, as a pastor, I know I'm accountable. A day is going to come when I'm going to give an account of how I have led the people God brought toward me and how they matured and they grew. Uh, so, my thing is to please Him, not to please people. All I do is go through the scripture and check what the scripture says, and that's what I'm going to tell you. If you disagree with me concerning scripture, that's your thing. And I've said it often. This is very important to me. I really don't, at this time in my life, I really don't care if somebody is offended or not. I'm not your servant. I am his servant. And I've got to speak the truth, whether somebody likes it or not. I don't care about that. Jesus was rejected. I can be rejected. It mean anything. But I've got to tell the truth, the way God reveals it to me. That's very important to me. And he is the one that, that gives the increase. I have to speak his word. Sometimes we are so into what we have learned from before, even before we become a Christian. And that sits with us. You hear things like heaven helps those who help themselves. Where, what verse is that in the scripture? It's not there. It sounds good in the natural, but it's not God's word. And so people quote those things and they, they want to stay with it. And if you say anything different, they're offended. Rightly so. Get offended. Change your mind. And let God do his work in your life. You see, the commandment Jesus gave to us in Matthew 28 verse 20. He said, teaching them to observe. That's my job. Not teaching them to go to church. Teaching them to observe. Not just going to service. Teaching them to observe all things. Everything. All things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The age. Amen. That's Jesus speaking. My job is to teach. And not just to teach, but to teach them to observe all things. That God has commended us. Some people just want to hear. They don't want to observe. God gave me a word this night. This night while I was sleeping. He said to me. You can do spiritual work. And not be spiritual. True. You can do spiritual work. And not be spiritual. Why? Because you blame on your own mind. You're walking on, you're not going by what the word says. And that's going to hinder you when it comes to working with God. We don't play games with God. No. 
This is serious business. Jesus died on the cross for you so you can have a better life in this life and the life after. That's important to God. And you cannot excuse yourself out of it or else you'll be in disobedience. That's what the word says. And we got to stick by what God says. Not what man says. I don't care who is saying it. If he doesn't agree with the word of God, I reject it. I won't reject the man. I reject what he's saying. Because it's not according to God's word. That's very important. Very important to me. And that's the way this church is going to be. Believe me, I know there are people who have good hearts. They will stay to hear the word. Those who don't want, they can leave. But those who want to truly follow God, they'll stay. And they're coming. A lot of them coming. So I'm not afraid of people leaving. No. No. God's sending them. Because he knows the remnant. Those that love him. And want to do his will. He'll bring them in. So it's very important to me. I'm saying all of this because I started talking about prosperity. Why should believers prosper? And in the church, it's always a fight. They don't want to hear the word prosper. But God speaks a lot of prosperity in the scriptures. They think they are wise and doing what is right, but they are rejecting the word of God. And God and his words are the same. Where did they get this? From people telling them, oh, these people, these pastors. Yes, there are pastors that manipulate. They are all after. But they have, the problem is their greed. That's what it is. And Christians don't want to be greedy. Because you want to do what's right. But you can't do what's right when you're rejecting what God says. When you do that, you are already in disobedience. Thinking you're doing what's right. That's what the Pharisees did. They did spiritual things, but they were not spiritual. That's what the Sadducees did. You know, when I say the word Sadducee, I you say sad, you see. They were very sad people because they have their own way. If your mind is open, let God open your mind because God. He sent his son to bless us. Don't forget that. In Acts, that's what it says. After he raised him, he sent him again to bless us. First. Before the world. Many people don't want to receive that. What you're doing, you're actually rejecting God's purpose for your life. That's what you're doing. You think you're smart, you're doing what's right, I'm on the holy people, I'm better than those people, they're all after money. No, they're not all after money. You can't judge them. And blessings is not only money. It's more than money. Prosperity is more than money. And I'm going to show you that from the scripture. Sometimes you just speak. No, not just words. Show me from the scriptures what the scripture says. Because that's what God's going to compend. Excuse me now. Now, Matthew, uh, Mark chapter 16, it says, And they went out after Jesus spoke to them, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you. He says, And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them. When you're preaching the word, that's why I'm not scared of anything. 
Because I know when I'm preaching the word, preaching the word, God's working with me. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. When you preach God's word, God confirms it. When I go out preaching, I, I, I can't heal anybody. But when I tell them God's going to heal them, because the word says God's going to heal them, there's a testimony I sent to Teresa this week. Somebody that had a protruding stomach, and it just disappeared. You saw that, right? Yeah. That's television in Nigeria. God confirms his word. I'm sleeping here, and God's healing somebody there, and they think I'm the one that did it. I was sleeping. Hello. I was sleeping. I didn't know what was going on there. But the word healed them. God confirms his word with signs following. And that's the truth. Why should a Christian prosper? In Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, that's where I stopped last week, I believe. Because I had many closings. (laughs) Yes. This is the last word. It's not true. It's coming out of that word. Preachers are like that. They have that infirmity. No kidding. They're a weakness. It says, and you shall remember the Lord your God. You shall remember the Lord who? Your God. For it is he, God himself, who gives you power to get wealth. What's wealth? This is God speaking, not me. He's in the scriptures. Check it. Write it down. Go read it. God gives you the power to get wealth. You know, Solomon was not born wise. Hello. It was delivered to him in one night. And through that one night encounter with God, everything about his life changed. You can have, I guarantee you, because God is not a respecter of persons, and you think God has overlooked you, you are that important as Solomon. Yes, you are. That's what Jesus said. Those in the Old Testament and those in the New Testament. If God can have an encounter with Solomon and change his life, God can do the same today. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. His desires then, he is still his desire today. He gave Solomon wisdom so that he can prosper and run his business on earth. God wants to give you prosperity. Let me go back to the word. I'm jumping ahead. He is the one who gives you the power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant. So the establishment of God, the new covenant, in your life demands prosperity. That's what God says. Wealth. <laughs> what is wealth? What's the meaning of wealth? Money. That's what God said. If you're offended, fight with him. 
make him change his mind. Because we don't like it. It's not righteous to talk about giving us wealth. Hmm. You're trying to trap us. Wealth is evil. God didn't say that. God didn't say that. You just think so. But in our sinful selves, we have all kinds of ideas <laughs> that we think are right. Abandon them and stay with God. He wants wealth in your hand so that his covenant can be established. That's what he wants. I didn't say God wants everyone to be a millionaire. Did I say that? Many of us will jump for that. That's not what he said. All your needs will be met and over. So you can give to this person who has need. And it doesn't bother you. That's what he's calling back. When you give to them, and you keep ministering to them, and you keep doing good to them, they want to go to church with you. But if you are poor, and they are the ones giving to you, when you talk to them about their God, ah, stop talking about that. Where is your God? If you really trust God, why is he not feeding you? I am the one that's giving you money to eat. You're not going to church. We don't think about these things. But the truth is, God wants to do it. Amen? God wants to do that. Open yourself. I said last week, the Bible tells us, and, and I believe it's uh, Matthew 18, you know, from 17, 18. There, he says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. God says, it's your call. And so Satan has deceived the church to not accept that God wants to bless them because that thing is not right. They said the love of money is the root of all evil. That's not all. It's the greed. Read that same scripture. I read it last week. That's the problem. It's not just the love of money. When you make money your God, that's a different thing when you, than when you make money your servant. Where you send it to do what you want for your God. So that the covenant is established. That's very important. We have changed ourselves. Because we think we know better than God. But the Bible says, let God be true. And every man a liar. If you go against that word, you're a liar. Because God said... He is the one that gives you the power to get wealth. How he's going to do it, I don't know. But he can do it. If he can't do it, he shouldn't have spoken it. And if he spoke it, that's his will. And he has the power to do it. All he needs is for you to cooperate with him. No wonder we've suffered so much. We can take a simple offering where people believe this, and the money is there. God's blessing our church. That's why I'm speaking this. That's why I'm speaking this. I want your life blessed. I'm not concerned about your offering. Talk to Irene. I don't know who gives what. I never check. I never check. I'm not about money. I want to do what God says. And I want God's people to be blessed. That's all I want. When I see you prospering and doing good, Supporting the work of God. Don't just give to the art fellowship. Give to any ministry that touches your heart. 
that's your offering. Give your tithe, that's your ark fellowship. But offering, a lot of people don't realize. That's very important. I give offerings to other ministries. It's important. Because God commanded it. That's one of the ways he opens the doors for us. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. When you have nothing and you have smart kids, they should go to college, but you can't pay for it. That's not fun. That's not the will of God. Cannot be. We're not thinking. We're thinking that just going to church, that's all it takes. I worship God and go to heaven. No, God wants you to live here on earth and be an example. Be the light to the world. Let them see God in your, heart, in your life and begin to think, rethink. I saw the story of uh, Kenneth Copeland, I mean Kenneth Hagen, when he was start, starting believing things, the, the family were, were all against him. And when they gather, the older ones, uncles, they are talking about this Kenneth Hagen, he does this. And one of the ladies said, uh, I know, but you see, all our kids are acting crazy. His kids don't. They always have what they need. I know he's crazy, you know, he's, he's, he's doing this stuff. But watch it, his kids are never sick. Our kids are in and out. And they said that, and that was her take. She had been observing. There's a big difference. He was prospering. He was prospering. And God was blessing him. You don't, God says, I didn't call you to serve me in vain. That's scripture. I did not call the Israel to serve me in vain. In other words, you serve me and I reward you. How? Make your life beautiful. Peace. Taking care of all your needs. Because you are his child. We don't think. I'm getting out of my notes. You, we don't think. We take care of our children, right? Why shouldn't your heavenly father take care of you? Why should your heavenly father watch you, watch your house, taken away from you because you can't pay the bills? And he does nothing. What kind of a father is that? When they can help you. Well, you know, son, I got all the money to help you, but I'm not going to help you this time. And I know that time and the next time. And that's not right. That's an evil father. But we think God is good. Well, what is he good for? For you to go to church? And that's it? No. He wants to bless you. And you, because of men's, your own thoughts, and because of what you've heard, you've bound heaven from blessing you. Because you disallow it. See? Whatever you bind on earth, is bound in heaven. You disallow, and another scripture says, whatever you disallow on earth, whatever means whatever. You don't want it, you're not going to get it. Because you, you don't allow it. And that's where Satan has deceived the church. Can you hear me? He's deceived us to close up to that area. So that we can never receive God's will in our life. Label me a prosperity teacher, that's okay. I'm a Bible teacher. It's very important. I want your life blessed. I want you to have peace. I want God in your house. I want prosperity for you, you and your children. The scripture says even your children will be taught of God. If God's teaching your children, 
they will be smart. Amen. That's what God says. Why don't you take him by his words? What's wrong with that? It's faith, right? You just believe it. And believe that that's the way it's going to be. For my family. Once you accept that, God begins to work. Because you have opened the door. He says, I stand at the door and I knock. If you hear my voice, the word, and you open, I will come in and be a part of your family. We'll eat together and you'll be blessed. God cannot be in your house and you're in want. Hello? It cannot be. The reason why is because you close the door. It's like, God, you can walk in these other areas, but this room belongs to me. Don't go there, God. That's how we disallow him. The covenant is swore to your fathers as it is this day. What covenant is he talking about? The covenant is swore to your father as it is what day? This day. What covenant is that? What is God talking about? In Genesis chapter 12, it says, The Lord has said to Abraham, That's our father, spiritual father, right? Yes. We are all under Abraham. Abraham's children, Jews and Gentiles. Jews by the flesh and spirit, but us also by spirit. We become children of Abraham. And this is what God began to do with Abraham. He found Abraham and he was going to walk through Abraham. He said, now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. You see, everybody that becomes a Christian, you have to get out from somewhere. Where you were, with your friends. And what you've been doing. <laughs> Drinking and doing crazy stuff. Which you call fun. But it's killing you. It is still fun. I had fun last night, but your eyes are red. Yes, it was fun. You can't think straight and you're wobbly when you think, when you walk. Oh, yes, we had fun last night. Everybody yeah, is having a splitting headache, but it's fun. We've been deceived. It's not fun. When you can't wake up in the morning, that's not fun. God wants you to come out from among them and let him restructure your life. Amen? Let him mold your life. Come out from your family. I did that. You know, when I got saved, they put me in chains. I'm telling you, my family was not happy with me. Some of them are listening over there. But I've said it in crusade while they are standing there. They came and tore down my house. They carried me on the streets, screaming after them. And they just wanted me to stop going to church. As if I was evil. And then they took me to a witch doctor and they got me chained. But God came in, the witch doctor said, take this boy from this place. We don't want him here. We don't want him in our company. God can do that. Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, everything that 
been speaking to you, you got to disallow. Have a clean slate. So God can write on it. Amen? The story of your life. How beautiful it's going to be from his book. Amen? To the land that I will show you. God has a land that he wants to show you. Hello? It's going to be a beautiful land. That's it. The scripture is eternal. Amen? God's word is eternal. Never passes away. I will... Jesus, I'm tired. Well, that's because we had uh, graduation. (laughs) I will make you a great nation. You. A great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be what? You shall be what? And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. So if you're cursing me, you're hurting yourself. Hello. Curse all you want. But you're hurting yourself very bad. If you're really smart, quit it. And then it says, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be what? Yes, that's the covenant. Every single family, unless you accept yourself, and you don't want this blessing. See? And I'm not going to do that. (laughs) My family is blessed. We have not seen the best of it. God's still coming. He's not through with us yet. Amen? He's really not through with us yet. I want every member... This is my heart. I pray for you. Constantly. I want every family, every boy, every girl, every family in this church to be blessed. And he will do it. I am very sure he's going to do it. Don't, tell, don't ask me how. I don't know. May his blessings come upon you and knock you over so you never recover. Listen. In Genesis 13, after God called him, Genesis 12, God called him. He says, And Abraham went up from Egypt and, he, and his wife living Egypt during farming. Farming was over. He left Egypt just a few years. And and all that he had. And Lot with him in the south. Abraham, Abraham was what? I mean, God, did God really mean that? I thought riches were bad. He didn't say Abraham was rich, right? He said Abraham was what? Can I hear it? Can I hear it? Don't you want to be that guy and still be with God? And God still pleased with you even though you are very rich? Hey, that's God's will. That's the covenant. God has not changed his mind. How did Abraham get his wealth? He worked very hard. No. 
He went into Egypt during famine, and he came out rich, very rich. He didn't do any work in Egypt. They just gave it to him. He became very rich. Wouldn't you like it? Bill Gates calls you and he says, I'm going to give you 100 million. You won't sleep that night. <laughs> but can, can God do that? Yeah. He can bring you. And he doesn't know why. He can. He says he was very rich in livestock, in silver, and gold. That's God's will. That's part of the covenant. When he left, God says, I will bless you. How did he bless him? That's it there. That's the scripture there. God blessed him when he left. When you leave to serve him, you are in for a blessing. The curse is gone. You are in for a blessing. The same thing, you know, when God does something one time and he does it again, that's the way he operates. He's called the way of the Lord. His principles. That's the way he functions. And he did the same thing with Isaac. There was a famine. Listen to this. In Genesis chapter 26, it says, Then Isaac sold in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord what? Blessed him. And you know what the scripture says? The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. You go define rich. That's not me saying it. God is the one that's saying it. But we don't want to believe that because we want to be nice. We want to be with everybody. We don't want to be criticized. We don't want to be looked as if we are greedy for money. Uh, Get rid of that. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Do you believe that? You're not the greedy ones. You're a new creature. That's what the scripture says. You're a new creature. Listen to what it says. He reaped in the same year, one year. I don't know what, maybe the famine took everything from him. But then God has to restart what it is to demonstrate to Isaac, I can do it again. I did it with your father. I'll do it for you. That's what happened to him. Listen to this. It says, after this blessing, the man began to prosper. The word prosper is not a curse word. Hello. Prosper. Oh, no, no, no. For Christians, my brother, that's not for us. Uh, excuse me. God said, He put it in his book, right? The man began, so before this time, he wasn't. Now, he listened to God, and the way God dealt with his father, God was dealing with him. He sold. He got to do something. We're coming to that. Amen? He got to do something. He sold. We're still sowing today. Amen? Some people want to reap, but they don't want to sow. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. God says, stay in the land, I will bless you. And then he sits down waiting for the blessing. Nothing's going to happen. Hello? We're coming to that. Hmm. The man began to prosper. And what? Continued to prosper. 
when God begins to walk in your life, and you can see his finger in it, there is nothing like this. Can they be way up there? He has control. He has control. Nobody can stop him. Because his hand... Can you stop Solomon? Could anyone stop Solomon from prospering? You die trying. God, he couldn't be stopped. The man began to prosper and continued to prosper until he became what... Abraham was very rich. Now this time is very prosperous. Okay? Same God. Very, very. Can you say the word with me? Very. He became very prosperous. That's your portion in Jesus' name. I speak it in the name of Jesus. And if you agree with me, this is the beginning of a change in your life. Things will change. Not by my power. But by his power. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. He's going to do it. The Spirit of God can accomplish it. He created the whole world. The man became very prosperous. And see what he says. He had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, and a great number of employees. So the Philistines envied him. You see, when you become the envy, they want to go to church with you. Amen? They see what God is doing in your life. They want part of it. What church do you go? We know you before you started going to church. What's happened? And you say, the Lord did it. They say, they say we know you are not that smart. We'll just tell us how this is working. <laughs> we know you. You're not that smart. We're seeing what's going on in your life. What's going on? Can I come to church with you? I want to drink whatever you're drinking. Amen? That's what it is. <laughs> I got to stop, okay? <laughs> I can't go. I've, I've, uh, thank you all so much for bearing with me, okay? I went beyond my time, but... I mean every word I'm saying. I have a lot to say. If you're here every week, I think God will begin to do a lot, something in your life. And just listen to the word. Those of you watching at home, I feel like there's somebody, listen, there's somebody that has, I can't mention the part, because God showed me, is swollen in your body. And God's healing that. If you will receive that, that thing will shrink, no matter what it is. There's another person, maybe you're on the internet. If you're here, acknowledge it. Uh, you have trouble with your neck, especially the right part. You can't turn this way very hard uh, because it hurts. That pain is going to leave your body. There's another person right now that is having a kind of a stomach issue. It's bothered you. God's healing that right now. I need you to receive that. And uh, you receive your healing. Amen? Would you stand up with me as we pray? Larry. Would you bow your heads with me as we're dismissed in prayer?
Father in heaven, Lord, we love you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your word that has come forth. And Lord, we just ask you, Lord, right now to open our hearts to receive the word and let the word become real in our lives. Lord, we pray prosperity as the pastor has prayed and has preached, Lord, today. Open our minds, Lord. Give us thoughts. Give us things, Lord, that you can use, Lord, to bless us. God, we just thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you, Lord, for healing for those that need healing, Lord. And we just praise you and we thank you, Lord, for that. God, as we go to our homes, Lord, we pray that you be with the graduates, each and every one of them. God, I pray that you go before them, that you bless them, Lord, as they go. God, may they never lose sight of you and all that they do. May they always put you first and realize, Lord, that even though they will great, gain great knowledge as they go to these higher education systems, let them always realize that the truth, the real truth, is in the Word of God and in God and not in man. Man can give you what they call truth, but real truth only comes from you and your Word. Go with them. Keep them safe. Keep all of us safe as we go. And keep us in Jesus' name. Amen.